Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's better than this? Guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs. We're your hosts, Chris Schuber, floating around as a producer. We're from the Draft Network. We're brought to you by Bet Online, the number one spot for all your sports wagering information and needs. They've got it all. Major League Baseball, the, the basketball playoffs, football futures bets, Vegas casino games, poker, esports. They've got it all. Super easy to sign up. <clears throat> all you got to do is go to betonline.net. Use our promo code Believe. That's B-L-E-A-V. You'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. It's Bet Online, and it's where the game starts. Kyle, happy National Crouton Day to you. Big fan of croutons. I need to ask you a question. Would you have navigated that moment you had on the intro before you started doing the Locked On Bills podcast with the live streams or the live recordings? What do you mean? Like, you obviously, you got the thing in the back of your throat and you're trying to tell everybody oh, yeah, yeah. friends over at Bet Online. And I'm like, he's not going to make it. There's a 0% chance he's going to make yeah. it through this. And yeah, so you had like the, the subtle lean away from the mic and, <clears throat> and then you came back. And I just wanted to know, like, with because mm-hmm. you're somebody that I know that has really good self awareness, like would that have been a move that was in the lexicon of of how to handle that situation before you started no. doing the bill stuff with with the live shows? Because I know that's been a big yeah. adjustment for you. I appreciate uh, you bringing that up, um, but it's just it's another um, club that I added to my bag. You know, another move mm-hmm. that allows me to to beat blocks and add to my repertoire. Uh, and so it's just a very simple lean away and you just do what you need to do and say, excuse me. And then you just move on with your life. And that way you don't have to do a thousand different edits. So yeah, that, that is a, a one for one correlation there. Great. Outstanding. Happy national crouton day <laughs> to you. I knew you're a crouton hey, guy, man. I had options today. I'm, I'm a big crouton guy. Uh, I know you're not usually a flat brim hat kind of guy. Yeah. I've become one recently. This is a new thing for me. I found the, like, it's, I found that it's fit. Yeah, this is legit fitted. It's not a flex fit. It's just a fitted new era flat brim hat. So this is a, a development in my life. I, I'm very proud of your personal growth because I used to Thank hate you. flat brim hats. And then like two mm-hmm. or three years ago, that switch flipped for me as well. And mm-hmm. now like there's different hats for different occasions. Right. And like, first of all, Bill stuff in black and white, very clean. Big fan. I, yeah. I like the look quite a bit. And it's nice that it's neutral, right? Like you don't feel, oh, I'm wearing navy blue. Like huge. I can't yeah. wear certain colors. It's a game changer. That's that. That's the big thing is I, I got I got this hat as well in gray. And so the neutral colors just goes with more as opposed to having this royal blue Bills hat on with a lot of stuff. It clashes. So, you know, we, we went with some versatility here. So a little, talk about uh, the weirdest start in history in the podcast. fashion here. Yeah, and little men's fashion and microphone etiquette to get us started for for takes on takes. Uh, hello, Christopher. Chris? <laughs> there he is, floating around. Happy Friday, gentlemen. Happy Friday, Chris. Is that a melon hat? 
that you have? I don't know. It's just a hat. <laughs> yes, it's a melon hat. Damn it, Chris. You know what it is. I don't, okay. It's a $70 hat right there, man. I just grabbed it off yeah, the yeah, Chris, shelf Chris. in my room. <laughs> Put it on. I didn't realize Chris, that those were uh, such prestigious how- hats, man. Yeah, they're new. They're a newer brand, but their right. their stuff's really nice. I got a I got an orange one up here on my. Do you realize how many I've wall. had the opportunity to acquire and just didn't? Oh, I have. And I now I regret it. I have three of these. They're just somewhere in the house. Oh, that the that same one. that same hat. Well, I have one in. I have one that's just all gray, and then I have one that is okay. All that makes black. me feel better. Let me go get. I gotta go get my hat. Would your hair look so good, Kyle? Why would we you do off- that? I mean, takes on takes is normally uh, a I know. weird place. This is the weirder takes on takes. Now that's Ooh, a hat. Can, you does, want to talk about? Does that go choice. with the? You've got the. Uh, what is that? What is that red color that Legends calls that? Is it Savannah red or? This the, is Sedona red. Sedona red. Does this go? Yeah. You, I mean, you, you you've got the. Like, no, this hat this class is big time. But all right, way, I had but to break out the hat and and show the hat. Yeah. By the way, great for the people who just listen to the podcast version. Today might oh, be one of those days so you, you transition over to the video version. I will say my, our last note on this before we get takes on takes. See, Kyle, you didn't go with this direction with the hat the first time because it's hard to rock the backwards hat with the with the adjustable thing on the front. It kind of messes up the the hairline at times for me. So I'm. So you don't think you think the 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 button slider? It's yeah. I don't like it. I like it. Uh, we'll leave it at that. That's okay. that's my first take of the day. We'll leave it at that. Uh, got some. You got takes, takes for us? I oh got plenty. Always got plenty of takes here, and I'm sure we'll have some takes uh, amongst ourselves here uh, on the show. Here, uh, this first one. I appreciate um, Aaron getting this one in on Tuesday, so he will lead us off here. If I was a Seahawks fan this year. I would rather run with Geno and get three wins than find out what they have in Drew Locke and end up with six wins. Give me that one-two pick next year plus the first-round Bronco pick to reset. I really like this line of thinking, but I'm not sure that Drew Locke's it matters. More wins than Geno. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's a three-win difference between quarterbacks, right? Do you? I don't think so. No. I mean. The thing about Drew Locke is he's had weapons, right? He's had a, he's had all the stuff that he needs to be an effective quarterback and wasn't. I don't think he goes to Seattle and you know finds himself as a football player. I think he is what he is. I would agree. I think that's a fair take, and I've done two iterations of PlayoffPredictors.com already since the uh, new schedule's in there. And uh, Chris, don't laugh. You knew you knew it was gonna, you knew it was coming the moment the schedule release came out yesterday. So yeah, no, I'm right there with you. Okay, I'm gonna ask you for a take next. Okay, I want your take. Um, but Seattle for me was was I think five wins both times. So like expectations are not where they've been for them, but like I don't I don't look at Gino or or Drew and either way and be like, oh yeah, there's a clear difference. I think what you run the risk of is, is I certainly think there's the potential for a pumpkin in the NFC West. One of those other teams, I don't think it'd be the Rams, but I do think there's some potential for volatility between San Francisco and Arizona for one of those teams uh, to potentially not have this season go the way that, that last season went for both of those teams. And if that's the case, like Seattle, you might end up stealing some wins in the division that, you know, logic would dictate we're writing you off of from right now. 
Chris, the average number of wins for the New York Jets on your playoff predictors run-throughs was what? Uh, I am not answering Jets-related questions. After the brouhaha you and I had on the uh, Daily Staff meeting the other day, I am calling for a moratorium on any Jets-related discussions between the two. Which is, and I'm going to make you do some work here, that's bullshit because I was higher on the Jets than anybody else on the call. That's fine. There was a brouhaha on the staff meeting. Everybody, it was it was personal attacks against Chris I abstained. The Jets. So I am I am abstaining from discussing the Jets on. That's fine. So I'll I'll just leave this commentary with this. I think it is very adorable that you will defend the Jets' honor to no end on the meetings and then go on the the schedule review show and called out two Jets games as the potential worst games of the year. But go ahead, we'll move I, on. I don't I don't believe uh, th- those were the words that came out of my mouth. But I will move on to a take from Noah. Uh, want to get this taken early? <laughs> this is some Jets. slander against. Some some guys for us here on the show, or mainly for you guys. Want to get this taken early. Malcolm Rodriguez and James Houston will see more playing time in 2022 for Detroit than Josh Pascal and Kirby Joseph. Oh, no way. I'm all the I way out on this take. I pathway for that happening. Barring injuries, I, I don't necessarily see a path for that. Like I think Anzalone Rodriguez will Barnes play a significant the... amount of special teams wraps. Right. Are they going to outsnap Chris Board on defense? Like, I don't think so. I think Pascal is going to play a decent amount of snaps, and Kirby Joseph can be that third safety and maybe even challenge. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe not. Deshaun Elliott, Tracy Walker, their starters. I don't think so. I'm I mean, all they, the way out. They on drafted that both of those guys high too. Right. Like high now, since we're we're talking schedule and and records and whatnot, I've got Detroit to six or seven wins a couple times. I think I that's reasonable. It's a hot take or not, but that's that should have had six wins last year. Yeah, they're not I a descri- joke. I described them as competitive on our schedule release show last night. Jamie didn't take sure. too too kindly to that uh, description, but I described them as competitive. Shut up, Jamie. They're not like. They're not a team that I expect to have a winning record, but they're not an easy out. No, but and I think they're heading in, in a good direction. I mean, it's. Do you think it's unreasonable that they can win both Bears games and win one of the Vikings games? Because that gets you halfway to six right there. Yes, I do think that's possible. Right, okay. and then they play. Yeah, they play a last place schedule for the other mm-hmm. teams in the NFC. So I mean, it, I mean, yeah, yeah, it's certainly feasible. By the way, to it's, go back to clear path. To go, to go back to the previous point that you were making, Kyle, because I have playoff predictors o- open. It's basically on the second monitor at all times here while I'm doing work. Uh, Very you, good. You talk, you talk about a pumpkin in the NFC West. I found that it. It's the Cardinals. Have you seen those first three games that they have to open the year? Home against the Chiefs. What are they? I don't know. At the Raiders, home against the Rams. They're just starting the year 0-3. The, the Chiefs and Cardinals play in week one? They do. That's an interesting game. That team's going to start the year 0-3. No D hop. How about there? There are some pretty brutal starts for the entire AFC East. Yeah, too, by you, the you way, Joe. I I know yeah. I've I've looked at the Bills' first six games, and I'm like, man, like, yeah, it's not great. I I'd expect you're probably four and two, but like, there's a fairly reasonable realm that would get the Bills to three and three through the first six games, and then I think it really yep. opens up for them later. But th- those first six games, I know the first five for Miami are tough. The first five for New England are really tough. Like, I I could not tell you the Jets off the top of my head, but 
I, I know from looking at those other three, it's like, wow, they, they got a gauntlet early, all three of those teams. There are multiple Jets uh, media members that are predicting them to go 1-8, and 0-9 oh in their first nine games because of how mm. bad the stretch is. So I said on lockdown bills, if the bill, I said I, I would probably take four and two through the first six if you offered it to me right now. Okay. So, and that's, but that's then the next nine, it really opens up for them. Guys. Yeah. 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 So I think if they go four and two, eight and one, and then win two out of three to close, that's like 13 and four. Did you know most people are paying too much on their auto loan? Dave used auto approved to refinance his car, replacing his overpriced loan with a cheaper loan and lowering his monthly payment. Now, since he's saved with auto-approve, he's sitting behind the third-base dugout instead of the bleachers. Auto-approve connects vehicle owners with their best available rates to refinance their existing car loans with no markups ever and handles the paperwork, yes, even the DMV, making it simple to save thousands and pay less each month. How? By instantly accessing the nation's top lenders to uncover great savings. When you refinance with auto-approve, you get your best rate and more, with an advocate that works for you to make sure you get the best deal that's right for you. In fact, in 2021, AutoApprove was able to save their customers on average over $150 a month. That means more money for better seats, better snacks, or that new jersey you deserve. Not only will they save you on your monthly auto payment, but for all of our listeners that refinance through AutoApprove, they'll send you $100 cash to your mailbox. So what are you waiting for? Auto loan rates are historically low. Take your tailgate to the next level when you refinance with Auto Approve. Put more money in your pocket for what matters most. To find out how much you could save and to claim your $100 cashback offer, visit autoapprove.com slash believe. That's autoapprove.com slash B-L-E-A-V. So we were talking about the Lions, this take from Will. This might be jumping the shark a little bit. I don't know if we're going to co-sign this one. Take, thanks to a solid draft, developing young talent, and another year under a coach that the team believes in, the Detroit Lions will be playing for a wild card spot in Week 18. See, this is where this is mm. where you, you had a good concept here, but then you just went too far with it. So we'll get to it. We'll do our normal yearly predict every game. Yes, so we'll like we'll feel one way about it right now. We'll we'll do the practical application of it. But I think we I think we all respect Detroit as a team. But like. A playoff spot, that that feels rich to me. Well, I guess it depends. Do we feel like the seventh seed in the NFC is once again going to be yeah. nine and eight? So. <laughs> that's dude. That's exactly why we didn't want to go too hard there because I know once we actually do the exercise, we'll feel differently. Because <laughs> I think my most recent I mean, one what... had Minnesota at nine and eight in the seventh seed, and I think Detroit was seven and ten. So, I mean, strike zone late in the year, they'd still be in striking distance. Do you feel like playoff locks, what are they, the the Rams, Bucks, Packers, Rams, Bucks, Packers? Probably Dallas. Probably Dallas. So there's four. There's your four probable division winners. I think Philly's got a really good wild card chance this year. And then it's like, right. I think I think if Minnesota runs with Jimmy G, they're probably in the mix again. Isn't that so weird? He's still on the team. Like I just don't know what to make of that. I so. know. You, I, I would agree with you, Chris. If they run with Jimmy G, they probably go to the playoffs. 
I guess here's my question for you. How big of a needle mover is it for Jimmy G versus Trey? Like, Jimmy, it's not like Jimmy's anything, like, I would associate Jimmy with, like, a replacement-level starting quarterback. So why is it I agree. Jimmy keeps them in? Because is I don't he, trust we, Trey Lance to come Trey in Lance and play winning football. Well, I, I just I think guess, he's so raw. I, I guess the question is, they 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 obviously, from what we've seen behind the scenes, this has not been a public position. They clearly have some level of concern about what Trey Lance is going to be able to give them. Now, until he shows us that he actively makes them lose games, then I think you have to look at it as a net neutral, right? Because like Jimmy G goes out there sometimes yeah. and he he actively tries to lose games with some of the decisions he does. So if Trey Lance goes in there and just doesn't do what Jimmy does at times, it, at worst, I think you're in the same spot you were. So I think that's a fair point, Kyle, that I, it, it may not matter who their quarterback is. If the rest of the roster continues to be what it is, they probably are in the mix. Um, let's get another one. I had a thought, and I lost and about lost halfway it. through this okay. rabbit hole. We we spiraled down. So I have a food-related take from Kyle. And Kyle, I not for Kyle, from Kyle. And Kyle, I will tell you this, the Kyle who sent in the take. I don't know if the two guys that you're, I'm giving the take to have had this place. I have, and oh. so I, I can vouch for the take. I don't know if they've had this place. Take from Kyle Ellison. Raising Cane Sauce is the premier sauce of chain restaurants. No clue. Yeah, see, I knew I, Joe was the person I was worried about. And Kyle may have had it one time when he was here. Oh no, this is this is a lie. We had this in Vegas. We, we all had, had, it. had this. We all had it. Did you think it I put any chicken. sauce on those chicken tenders? I didn't put any sauce on them. Oh my, that makes it even worse. That Joe Marino eats right his tenders front. dry. Well, he was gearing up for this. Well, what's the, the sauce? Are you going to tell me it's some mayonnaise? Bit? So what is in it? No, he was gearing up for his Sprite challenge. He didn't want to load it up with any more. Yeah, and I friggin' knocked that out of the park. What is what is this citizen? I, I'm cane not convinced Kristen sauce? puke on that. <laughs> what are they? What is it called? It's called Raisin. Kind of movie, Citizen Kane. Citizen Kane is a movie, but Kane with a K in that instance, I believe, is the is the movie considered one of the best movies of all time. Uh, Raisin Kane sauce is ketchup. Uh, I believe it is mayo. It's a little Worcestershire sauce, a little garlic salt. And then a little pepper. Get you some cane sauce. I sound like good. I would get down with that. It's very good. Yeah. I would agree. By the way, Kyle, I would agree that it is the premier sauce of chain restaurants. You can make it at okay. home, too. Great. So, uh, This take from... Sounds like you just gave us all the ingredients. We're good to go. I did. You can make it at home. It's very good. <laughs> really uh, put it from... over the top for Joe. Put some chives in there. and Wow. Yeah. Be I will right t- in. I will tell you this. The TDN Premium Slack, as we were sitting here, just pinged me in the takes on takes with a take. So I'm going to get it in here. This is listen. I'm going to reward oh. you. Oh, I'm real quick, real quick, real quick. Okay, go ahead. Because it has to do with TDM Premium. That was my thought for the other thing that we did. That was Damian Parsons' sleeper. We did the the Thursday night happy hour with the the Premium Slack. Yeah, and it was me and Damian taking questions from the group, and uh, he said that Detroit was his sleeper playoff team in the NFC. So I just wanted to back wow. that as we were talking about that. This take from uh, Adam Schefterly, who DM'd this to me in the premium uh, Slack. It says, might be too late, but take. Lions will have a top 10 group of receiving options in the NFL in the 2022 Lord season. Lord Ross St. Brown, Jamison Williams, DJ Chark, Reynolds. What is this, Swift, Lions Day on the podcast? Dude, lots of Lions right. takes. Ta- that's too rich. You think that's a top 10 core? It's too rich. I like, how, I like the trajectory very of it. It's too rich. 
yeah, I'm not there yet. Let's take from Jacob. Take. There will be more playoff teams from the AFC North than the AFC West this year. The AFC West will devour itself and the result... We'll have team. We'll have a team with 11 wins not making the playoffs in the AFC. Meanwhile, an NFC East team will sneak in with nine wins. They don't think that the AFC North is not also going to cannibalize itself, because I feel right. like it's the because same the, thing. The the insinuation there is that there will be. They said a, a team with 11 wins will miss the playoffs, in which case they're inferring that multiple teams in the AFC North will have more than 11 wins. Correct. Okay, I think you can get to this conclusion with one major premise. If Deshaun Watson is suspended for six or eight games, the Browns are not going to get Fair. off to a good start. Okay, so it's, it's a 10 games. They are not going to get off to a good start. Jacoby Brissett is going to be the record because they're not going to do this thing with Baker Mayfield. They're not going to do this. And so that, that is a scenario because we don't know what Pittsburgh is and Mitchell Trubisky and Kenny Pickett doesn't scare me. I can see a case where the Ravens and Bengals get to a number that can, I don't know if it's going to be 11, but I can see where those two teams get in and then it, it slights somebody in the AFC West. I can get there. I can't. I don't, I don't know. I, I did two runs through the schedule and the third team in the AFC West both times had 11 wins and the second team had 12. So... I did, there, there's plenty of cannibalization to be had, but if you're good enough, and the fourth place team had nine, so <laughs> um, that even, whole division they, they can all... cannibalize themselves, but I think they're all very competitive relative to not the a- NFC or the AFC West. Let's just say they all go three and three in the division. There's still eleven more games. I, I've 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 said this take on the show of they could all go fourteen and three. Nobody well, that, do I, that I don't I don't think so. Like that's the max they can all go if they go three and three. If they split and you go total cannibalization, there's still eleven other games for everybody to go out and get. Right. Speaking of the AFC North, this take from James, and I, I, I need to figure out who he's referring to here. People are seriously sleeping on the Ravens this year. Lots of injuries not last us. year, and another potential home run of a draft Could to lead Baltimore me. to a top two seed in the AFC playoff picture. I got to find out who are these people sleeping on the Ravens because I can't yeah, find I don't, anybody. Who are they? No, I'll swing on them. Not only do they have, they're gonna be real good. Yeah, they got a nice influx of talent, but getting Stanley and Lamar and J.K. Dobbins and Marcus Peters back, they you know all those young players last that, year and Lamar missed I, five dude, games. Always gonna be a year team. more mature. Team's gonna be nasty. No, you don't want to play the Ravens. I opened the season with him, Joe. Thanks, appreciate that. Um, oh, do you? Too, baby. Damn. So wait, we got him, and then the Bills got him like week we, four. So we're all, we're all yeah. And the, the Patriots early. playing week three. The Ravens, literally, the Ravens' first four games oh, are AFC. East it's teams. the AFC East. The, the, <laughs> J- yes. the Jets, the Jets go through the North the first four weeks of the season. What? Okay. Well, uh, the last take here. Andy Anderson has one for us. The New England Patriots will finish fourth in the AFC East if Tua and Wilson reach their 2022 ceilings. I don't even think they have to for Miami to finish ahead of them. The Jets are just so young. That's my big question with the Jets. 
So now what's fourth place? What's fourth place in the AFC East going to be? How many wins do you need to be the, like? Do we feel needs to lock you into the fourth place spot? Five. Five. I think five. Yeah. Yeah. So do I, we see New England getting five wins and no more? <laughs> yes, I'm gonna. I will predict that the that Patriots win more than five games. I'll so be that I, guy. I, I I and so I'll be the guy that does this and looks foolish in 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 twelve weeks. The fact that they are not getting more public discourse and more public criticism for this idea that they're going to have a competition to see who the offensive coordinator of the team is going to be in 2022 is ridiculous. And the only reason why they're getting away with it is because they're the freaking Patriots and nobody wants to say anything. It's ridiculous. They're having a competition between coaches to see who's calling plays. And and everyone's like, oh, you did that last year. You know who did that last year? Yeah, the Miami Dolphins. The Miami Dolphins. Uh, yeah, they had. I I think they didn't get past 300 yards from scrimmage um, in the first month of the season in regulation, and the only reason they got got it after that is because they changed who was actually calling plays after four weeks. The fact that they're getting away with this just it it, it irritates the crap out of me. Not getting away with it here. We we've talked about it a lot, and um, I mean it's it's that dynamic. It's it's less talent. It's how that team finished down the stretch last year. There's a lot of questions there. Now, I, I mean, I think we should still acknowledge that, you know, Belichick knows how to coach winning football. And so, like, I think that's going to give him a chance to win seven, eight games. But I think that they're going to have to overachieve to get to nine wins. And I think they're on the outside looking in. A lot of questions for that team. They got a tough, tough stretch to close the year. Cardinals, Raiders, Bengals, Dolphins, Bills to close the year. Mm. Well, well, we will continue to lead the Patriots discourse. Uh, it seems like everybody else. I know, obviously, the, the Vegas win totals for them uh, still sitting at eight and a half. Thanks to our friends over at Online, We thank them for their continued support of the show. Uh, I would be taking the under. That's just me. But, like Chris says, we'll be those people and then what, six months from now, we're either going to have egg on our face or we're going to look smart because, like we said, the Patriots' first five five games are brutal, and I don't think a one-and-four start is outside the realm of possibility for them. And I saw one of the – there's a New England outlet who actually did the week-by-week schedule prediction based off of what came out today, and they had the Patriots at one and through four. Now, they had them finishing nine and eight, but they had them one and four through the first five weeks. So, Wow. So one-and-four so, start to like a – not uh eight and four finish four finish okay I mean, mm-hmm. dolphins steelers ravens packers are their first four games to start the year their next are lions lions browns and then bears so they could get them back very quickly Kyle crabs joe marino chris schubert thanks for checking out draft dudes takes on takes another week in the books talk with you guys again next week Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.